0: Figured you'd want to like that, I, put your energy in the one and then move on.
1: No, I mean, I don't really need to. Okay, I mean, if generally speaking, they don't cross lanes if that makes any sense. Like, I'm not reading like three biographies on um, three biographies on uh, George Washington,
0: so you're not going to do something weird and read all seven Harry Potter books at once and then just be like, but I'm just reading them all.
1: No, that is no, 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 no. Do you know people that have done that? No. Dance, monkey
0: dance. And welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance I'm Chris I'm Brandon How you doing Brandon? Not John No <laughs> Okay
1: Nope <laughs> You look so judgingly at me Whenever I say that No <laughs> like, I, Nope
0: I was, you, I was waiting for you to say John. your name I was waiting for you to introduce yourself
1: I, Yeah I said Brandon Yeah I think I didn't say it backwards
0: Okay So how was your week? It's been pretty good Yeah It's busy
1: Was it? Not unlike yours yeah Yeah yeah, like anytime I sat down to actually like create something new, somebody's like, "Hey, we've got this other thing we need you to do."
0: So, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm definitely familiar with that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: This week was stupid busy, Ouch. and uh, sometimes I feel like I'm the only editor at the company that I work for because I seem to be over. I'm Well, I should say it this way. I'm very fast at what I do and people like the results. So if they have something that they want done, they just, I guess they're like, we'll give it to Chris. He can do it quickly. Right. But that, you know, my dashboard for the week starts out with two projects and I'm like, oh, okay, this isn't going to be a tough week. And then during the day, like that turns into like, here's 16 things you need to get done by the end of the day. <laughs> And it was that way every single day this week. And it was just like, by yesterday, I was just like, okay, I, I need a break.
1: So how I tempered that in my old job when we used to work together mm-hmm. was, so I'm not an editor, obviously, but, you know, like people would be like, oh, how long is it going to take to do this project? Uh, I remember being on like uh, one of the people who I worked with. That was, was the manager who would be trying to fix problems for other people. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how long will that, t- you know, how, about how, how long will it take? And I'm like, it'll take a, about seven to 10 days. We'll try to do better. And she's like, that'll take like three days tops. And I'm like, right. But you told them seven to 10. <laughs> and so now you have a buffer of six days in case shit goes south. So,
0: well, I, I can't really do that because of the way that the clients are, are expecting things, but.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I just find that like, if you overestimate, and it tends to make people well, happy whenever you can. Yeah, well.
0: But, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the good news for the week is that they basically told us that we don't have to ever go back to the office. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'll be working from home for the foreseeable future. They were like, you know, if you need to come in for a meeting or, yeah. you know, a shoot or something, you're expected to come in. But, like, you, there's no, like... They were gonna do a hybrid schedule where we were back in the office a couple of days a week. Um, and they sent out a uh, some kind of questionnaire. And I guess everybody was totally honest with them and was like, we all love working from home. I'm set yeah. up for success from where I am. Like, I don't have to worry about traffic. Like, it's just the perfect place to work. And so they made this decision so I don't ever have to go back.
1: Not that I ever worked in the so office now- there, but. Yeah, I was about to ask, like, when, wh- where is your office based out of and like when? North Charleston. Okay. And so, did you ever go into the office the I, other day? Or... I have
0: been in the office for like voiceover recordings and things like that. Okay. Um, but I've never worked a full day there and nor do I ever expect to. Mm-mm. I mean, it, it, there's no point in even staying there if I've got to do v- VO because everything at the house is just like it's an upgraded computer and it's better internet and like,
1: yeah. you know, they at your house rewards. is better internet than work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they me. reap all the rewards of my hard work over the past several years without, you know, shelling out any of the money. So
1: uh, yeah, that was my other question. So like there are other people like our friend Kristen who just got a job and um, they basically give her a per diem for her phone, or not a per diem, but a per month. I don't know what a month is in Latin. I'm sorry. Like a, like a um, stipend or whatever. Basically, yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: no, to I take care I, of things. I don't get that, but I'm paid more than the average. I'm paid Bayer? more than the average editor in the Charleston area. So, you know, it's it's a complete wash. I mean.
1: Yeah, I got
0: you. Um, And I would, you know. I was forced into a uh, an internet upgrade through AT and T because they were discontinuing the um, the hardware that I was using, and so basically they were like, we're, "We'll come in. We've got everything wired for." Um, um. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck is it called?
1: I know what it exactly. Uh, yeah.
0: It, it, uh, fiber. If, you had so so everything was was wired for fiber. And so, like, I went from whatever it was, the it was like the slowest speed to like one of the fastest, twenty-eight
1: speeds. megabytes per second, top yeah. speed, fifty-six k modem. Uh, that's where I am currently with AT and T. Wow. And we we said, hey, we need upgrading this, and they go, hey, we have a dick right here for you to suck.
0: <laughs> my my experience has been very good, so I can't I can't bash AT and T.
1: I can. Well, you can suck it. Okay. Yeah. Oh God. AT&T. Well, I mean, the 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 TV is great because we still at this house have, uh, we we have, I have so many streaming services, but there are other people here who want actual like TV.
0: Yeah.
1: And so it's easier for John too. You know, John can turn on the TV and flip through the channels, um, even though he has hundreds upon hundreds of of Blu-rays, and but it, the the streaming thing is not a thing for John yet. Okay. Because like he he can't turn on the Fire Stick now he has the Fire Stick but he can't turn on the well, especially since we have shitty AT&T internet um, he he can't turn on the Fire Stick choose the service from the list of services and then at that point choose a movie does okay. that make sense yeah no I get that sorry I'm outside and it's windy it's, it's <laughs> you're fine that's that's the best I can do for um, so yeah so it it's very difficult for him now he has watched his Harry Potter Blu-rays his uh, uh, his um James Bond Blu-rays, which he has displayed right alongside his Golden Gun and his several uh, uh pops from that series. But yeah, it's it's um I, I, I I'm we're working towards it so that if if uh you know we ever did want to cut the the cords for him, that they were cuttable. If that makes any sense.
0: Is there any way to do it through like Alexa or any of those like? voice activated things or would that be would that not work either
1: well for john it is difficult to actually say the trigger word or the the wake word as it were gotcha (laughs) a trigger word for some of us amazon is a trigger word (laughs) um but uh it's hard (laughs) it's hard for him to say the trigger word and then come up with what he wants to gotcha watch okay so yeah So it would be hard for him to go, Alexa, play, blah, blah, blah. So we're we're working on, um, I don't know if I mentioned that he's disabled. Um, So, I mean, it's not Mm -hmm. just like he's not thick. Um, But um, he, we're working on timers and things like that because we cook every Wednesday. Okay. Um, So we've made like pork chops and uh, eclairs, which were phenomenal. Um, We made hamburgers from the 1955 section of the new Back to the Future cookbook, which I do recommend. There you go. and uh and so we've we've done those types of things so you know he'll be able to set a timer Alexa, set a timer for 20 seconds for us to do that or set a timer for five minutes but it's still it's it takes a lot of prompting with him it takes us prompting him for him to prompt alexa okay i got you
0: just trying yeah. to think if there's an easier way you know
1: i i don't know it yet um Uh, like it's it's like things at the library like john checks out books at the library every thursday and if i'm boring that should i do No, 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 no. um but the keyboard doesn't get bigger so Mm -hmm. like the number keys um uh the number keys are always the same size so which means that um well my my whole table is blowing away um since you can't blow those up then he gets confused about the position of clear which falls right under the number pad and next which falls at the bottom of the screen. Gotcha. And the screen is about like, you know, is is about, you know, your chest high. Right. So, okay. So unless like Amazon comes up with some way in order to augment what you're looking at, then you know, I don't know. It you know, and then once it gets into Netflix, it's that same problem all over again.
0: Got okay. right. Okay.
1: So yeah we're working on it okay we're working on it but but the tv and his movies you know on on uh, physical media is 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 important in a different way for some people
0: right no i i get that so i I get that i mean yeah everybody like a lot of people with challenges i can see that being easier for them
1: yeah oh yeah And, and you know we have friends that you know have like uh not what is it called Asperger's and things like that, and mm-hmm. you know certain different types of abilities um uh where you know they they repeat things they have to use specific things over and over and over again, but you right. know it's important that we think about we don't often have to think about everybody, but there's a reason why there's a ramp outside of every single building in the world right exactly in the united
0: States. exactly there's yeah. there's definitely you know a need for all that stuff and yeah. It does need to be carried calls, over,
1: though. Yeah. Yeah, and people don't think about all that kind of stuff. You know, they think about a user interface that's easier for 75% of the people, and that's great for 75%, but the 25% is still going to, you know. And that's why AT&T needs to speed up our <laughs> internet so that I can be happy. using. You know, I mean, we fell out a lot of the time last last week doing this yeah so, fell offline
0: so what did what was at&t's response actual response when you asked them about upgrading
1: no well they don't have it they said as soon as it comes so to like growing areas like to where you live to the outside areas which aren't developed yet or to places that are being developed they're installing it as they install the new parts of the whole but As like the parts that have already been established, their foothold here isn't going to grow because they put in, they spend a shit ton of money on the internet. Okay, putting fiber into the ground. That's my take based on what they had said. Well, is is is
0: is there another company that's better than AT and T
1: that you could get installed? Yeah, but getting the entire household on board with that is a little bit difficult as well. Okay. Um, so you know, there's there's recordings that we have, but you know, it's it's easy enough to lose a hundred and some odd recordings. You know, that's that's neither here nor there because, in fact, like we've had two or three receivers break um, because with the with the television, the recorder on it, you know, the DVR, right? Um, and have like I had a fantastic Godfather chronologically ordered. Uh, from HBO that I recorded like three or four years ago. Okay, uh, so if you can find that for me, Chris, I appreciate that. Um, but it's gone, and I never got to actually like sit down and watch the whole thing at once. Let me just. But hang um. On.
0: Hang on. Let me see if my my special place
1: has it. My special place. Please don't take off your pants.
0: Well, it's not at the tip of my dick, so don't worry about
1: it. Oh, okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. Right. I may have more drinks served as we go on throughout the afternoon oh, or, okay. or evening oh. or, or morning, depending on where you are. Okay. Uh, ch- 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 We're going to get all oh, you can eat sushi very soon. Oh, okay. I'm excited about
0: that. No, it doesn't have the chronological one.
1: Gosh, it's so good from what I've seen of it. And, you know, cause I mean, I, I like, I love Godfather Part 2. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm a huge fan of Godfather Part 1. Because I figure you can like Godfather Part 1 or Godfather Part 2 over the other and be okay still. As long as you like the other.
0: My favorite is Part 3. Not really. That's not cool. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> the scene when he just falls over dead in the chair at the end is just,
1: you know so like from I, I mean, I watched them in order. So I remember like watching um, Annie Hall with that door closed at the end when he's like, "You need to kiss the ring," and he's just like, "No, no, I'm not gonna do And then like the door closes, and then i are like, "Oh fuck yeah, it's, it's all good." That was that was the moment for me where I was like, "I love this movie." Okay, I mean, there's so many great moments before that, but I don't think I've, I don't remember like the last time I watched Scarface all the way through like I remember parts of the Godfather but I don't I only remember the parts of like Scarface where it's like those parts that are visually quoted time and time and time again
0: say hello to my little friend yeah
1: things like that yeah you know just him of a mountain of cocaine yeah I mean
0: the, that like Scarface is a movie that I've seen but I have not revisited in decades I mean Same. yeah and like, I have a
1: steelbook Blu-ray of it that I haven't watched
0: yet. I've, I've seen all The Godfathers, and I remember um, watching Part 3 because um, that came out when I was working in the movie theater, and I was the projectionist, and you had to put the films together, and then you had to watch them to make sure that they were put together correctly. So in that six years, I watched every piece of junk that came through that movie theater. And so I saw the Godfather part three and then I went back to watch the other two and then, Oh no. Yeah. So, I mean, but that it's just cause it got me interested in the other two. And so I was like, okay, let's go watch the other ones. And I was like, Oh, these are so much better. What the fuck happened to part three? Yeah. So uh,
1: who was supposed to be in that originally? Like rather than his daughter, who was supposed to be in that? Okay, go ahead. Keep uh, talking. I
0: don't know. I'll find it. While I don't know. Okay yeah I watched every piece of junk that came out those six years like everything and there are definitely fond memories of like like um, because it was a movie theater and we would have 10 o'clock shows um, we wouldn't get out until like midnight and then we'd go over to the diner and eat at midnight and then a lot of times if you were with the right people you'd be like "Do you guys want to go see like whatever the movie is like the night before it came out or whatever, and like I had already seen it, but if it was really good, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's go," and we'd have like private showings. And so, nice. Those those are like great fond memories. But then, like you know, I had to sit through things that are were just like fucking terrible.
1: I I, I had a friend who worked at the movie theater. She was the manager at the movie theater, and we were real close friends. And it ticks me off that we're not talking any longer. Like I can't find her as easily because she was never really connected. Okay. Uh, on the internet, anything like that. So, so if she's out there. Um, but uh, she dated a guy at the movie theater as well. And so he and I became friends. And then I slowly became friends with everybody around them. So I have almost every single movie ticket from everything that I've seen from like 1993 until like n- today, wow. um, <laughs> except for like. 99 2000 and 2001 because I would get into the movie theaters you know they she got like a free pass right so if she was working and then I got to the point where when anybody was working I would just walk into the movie theater (laughs) and then they would allow me to watch the movies what they were previewing them and everything else so it was a pretty flippin sweet deal
0: I mean the private screenings were always fun like Cause mm-hmm. if the, and if the movie was bad, it was even better because you could scream and make jokes
1: and you
0: know, that kind of right.
1: shit. Well, we, so the pandemic was very nice for us who were actually still going out. Um, because nobody else was right. So we, we, um, we went to see, uh, at the, at the theater right down the road, we went to see a lot of shit, just tons of shit. Uh, and there were, maybe be one or two other people in the movie theater with us mm-hmm. constantly and so we have you know formed friendships with everybody at the movie theater you know <laughs> oh have you seen this have you seen that uh now um and now that everybody's kind of going back you know every once in a while we'll get like a an, a free ticket oh, um, that's good. but um we, for for Kristen's birthday we actually rented out one of the theaters there and I bought a blu ray of Xanadu and so we actually watched Xanadu in the movie theater for the first time. Okay. And um, it's the best movie ever. I don't know if you knew that.
0: Really? That's the first time I've ever heard you say that.
1: That movie's amazing. It, it's highly underrated. It's it's just got a wonderful tackiness to it. Okay. That a lot of films like, oh, uh, Olivia Newton-John.
0: <laughs> Settle down.
1: I got, so... I will. uh, Yeah. 1980 living in John all day long.
0: Okay.
1: I got so nervous about seeing her in concert. I drank too much and ended up uh, falling asleep and throwing up on myself at her concert.
0: Well, like, were you sitting on the stage with her? Like, why were you nervous?
1: No, I don't know. There's just certain things. Like I saw Paul McCartney as well. Um, and so like Paul McCartney is, you know, Paul McCartney. So we went and had a few drinks ahead of time. I was, you know, by the time I got there, I was, you know, okay. So that I could settle into the concert. So like 20 minutes being completely sobered in that concert, I was perfectly fine. And I was just, you know, there with everybody else, but Olivia and John, like, that was rough. (laughs) I apparently, I did not drink enough water in between. Okay. But holy shit, that was a great concert from what I recall. That you
0: remember. (laughs)
1: Brooke and Kristen can tell you specifics about that concert I can tell you that part of the time I was on my feet and the other part I was not (laughs) and then I was in a puddle and then I was yeah I was like uh, I'm going to need to clean myself up what what are some of the concerts that you like got really excited about man I'm not a real
0: concert goer I've been to a handful of concerts in my life um. no go ahead I'm sorry I can probably count on one hand how many concerts I've been to um, oh. I'm just so I I have an issue with the sound of a live show I've been to very few concerts where it sounds good and I've um, well, been to very few concerts well so well okay how, how do I put that up I should say I've been to concerts but I've only seen a very limited number of acts do you remember a band from the 80s called trickster
1: yeah yes yes I
0: do so trickster was from New Jersey and trickster um once their star kind of faded in the 90s they would play clubs in New Jersey and the girl i yeah. was dating at the time loved trickster so we went constantly so i've seen them a bunch of times um but like major headlining acts i've seen maybe 3 um okay the biggest of that being metallica and it just i I'd rather listen to the songs the way that they're produced for the album. I okay. I'm not a huge like live variation person.
1: Um. Uh, well, see, I will disagree with you there because I'm a big Ben Folds fan. Yeah, but listening him to him with the Western Australian Symphony Orchestra, right? uh, uh it was it was amazing. I mean, it's so a different. So variation. it's
0: weird because I have. In the past year and a half, two years, I've really gotten into Tim Minchin, who is more yeah. of a comedian than like a serious musician. And he's a very, he's
1: a serious musician. He plays well, He composes. Well,
0: no, I I know that, but like the things that I am watching from him is not like the Matilda soundtrack. It's yeah the stuff that he did with like a live orchestra. And there it's are not Groundhog Day. No but there are different versions of his songs on YouTube that mm-hmm. are vastly different. And I, I kind of focus in on the one that I think is the best. And that's the one I watch. So it's the same thing over and over and over. Once I see like when he does the song prejudice, um, mm-hmm. he'll do it different ways and add stuff or leave stuff out and stuff. And I don't like that. I'd rather hear it like, the best way that he's done it. And so even in stuff like that, I like live performances. I pick one and then I'm like, that's the one that's going to be like the
1: gold. But standard. had they not, had they not had those live performances, then they wouldn't have been able to kind of pick and choose. No. And you know, what they were doing in order to them.
0: No. And it's definitely like one of those things I'll watch an interview with Tim and he'll go over and he'll play um, a song that I've it was on one of his concert concerts. Um, videos and it's different. I'm like, nope, I don't like that version. Hmm. It's just the way that my mind's wired, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, um, so we we saw Colin Hay this past week. Okay. Um, the lead singer had been at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, it's just nice to have that. Uh, there's not many stadium shows that i've been to that i really appreciate um there's like some but even even then like i like to sit closer there's certain people that i'm like we have to see no matter what paul mccartney was one of them dolly parton was another person that i'm like we have to see this person perform live um at least once and i knew that we would never be able to afford either of those ever again um but um like colin hay you know 50 bucks to go see and it's just him and four guitars and he story tells a good portion of the time about either just parts of his life. And, and so it's nice to have that intimate, intimate moment with that specific artist. Um, we've seen a lot of people like, and it sometimes it varies, you know, like we've been to the Gilead Auditorium or the the uh, Belk Auditorium in Charlotte to go see Ben Folds with the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra and the Charleston Symphony Orchestra, both were incredible. Um, so it all depends on what you're Kind of looking for. Right. I suppose. God, yeah, I love my friend Brian uh, growing up. He was the same way. He was just like, I have the CD. Why do you need to go see him live? I'm like, because it's a different. Well, you're a drummer, so you should know how that is.
0: Who's a drummer? Aren't you a drummer? Didn't you drum? No, guitarist. Oh, well.
1: Okay, sorry. Well, then, you know, how are you going to...
0: But I, when I play guitar, I try to play the same way every single time.
1: hmm Well, so we saw Rufus Wainwright uh, two years ago, three years ago in Atlanta. And so the first half of his concert is a whole bunch of wonderful, wonderful things from a whole lot of different albums. The second act of what he did was poses in the exact way that it was presented almost note for note live as it was on the album okay and it was really cool to watch that being recreated live because there's a lot of shit going on in that album in a way that i didn't think you could recreate it live okay um so there's a different energy live. And so if you're adding that to something that is exactly the way that it is before, or, you know, you're watching Rock This Bitch with Ben Foles, you know, for the 47th time and saying what new construction he comes up with. And, and I don't know. There's something to be said about sitting down with an album because I would like, I've never heard a good and please write into uh, Podcast at gmail.com. No, not uh, if you can't, uh, n- not even close. No, nope. shit. Um. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers uh-huh. I remember listening to their set in 99 In Woodstock and I'm like wow this is just Complete shit so they're a great studio band But As far as live performances
0: Well and that's the risk that you run Too is how produced are they? Can, they can they Carry a live show and shit like that You know a lot of the well, stuff Queen That Queen I listen is- to is you know I've seen live versions of stuff and it's like no that's terrible yeah I don't know it's weird so is
1: there there any was there any live performance where you're like oh well this may change my mind I know you haven't seen many but
0: no I mean mean, there's nobody that I'm like I really want to go see them in concert like
1: well, you don't listen to much music anymore either. Do you? No, I don't. Or has, has that changed?
0: No, yeah. it hasn't. It's it, it's very few and far between. It's mostly podcasts.
1: Yeah. So you just watch Ghostbusters Afterlife over and over and over again?
0: Yes, exactly. On a loop. Just watch a podcast. Yep. It really finds its its voice in the forty sixth episode. <laughs>
1: um. W- so we would like, I listen to a lot of different types of music. I'm I'm not going out to see Slipknot, let's be honest. But, um. But like, I, everybody that I've met from that Slipknot band, uh, everybody that I've met from that band is pretty, pretty wonderful and nice. Um, uh, but we saw, Kristen and Brooke took me on a weekend of concerts. So we were doing, we were going to Charlotte and then we went, I'm sorry, we started in Atlanta, then went to Charlotte and then drove up to Washington, D.C. So we ended on Eddie from Ohio, who is amazing live every single time. Uh, We they were in the pocket uh, uh, vocally, um, Straight No Chaser in Charlotte. We went to the Tabernacle, which used to be a church, was converted into the House of Blues Concert Hall, and then later sold to uh, to probably iHeartRadio or whoever the hell it was. Um, They we saw fun there, and there's a like I like bands like I like Imagine Dragons they're fine um I like um who, who's the like Dua Lipa big fan of Dua Lipa okay I'm sure that you are as well oh, absolutely. um but um <laughs> a lot of younger people listen to that and they scream a lot <laughs> and so when we saw fun I was they were they were spot on they were amazing sounding but there was just this especially being in a church built to resonate just cacophonous overwhelming set of screaming girls on the bottom floor and it was so it was the loudest concert that I've ever been into in my entire life so while I like Sia I like um, uh, Katy Perry I can never go to their concerts just because of the overwhelming decibel level of, uh, of, of the girl screaming
0: okay we need to go back for a second you said you wouldn't go yeah, to see please. Slipknot, but where are you hanging out with the members of Slipknot?
1: I've met a couple of them at different horror things, okay. horror conventions, okay, I got, gotcha. and whatnot. Because we are horror film fans, and I, I don't know what the intrinsic thing is between horror and like metal or whatever the equivalent of that is.
0: Because heavy metal, <laughs> the, the original heavy metal was based on theatricality. And yeah, um, like guar. Well, no, no. Like in the seventies there, when, when metal was first becoming a thing that it was based on like loud, raucous, but theatrical. And so yeah, Alice Cooper and things like that kind of pushed heavy metal towards the horror genre. And it's just a natural fit for like horror films and stuff
1: and I'm I'm there for those movies all day every day the music is not I remember the, the 90s in the late 90s you know you would get to the end credits of some 90s film and the kid would be like well nobody's going to get me now stab and then like do 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 well
0: I mean that was big business in the 90s for rock bands to get on to soundtracks because that's how they sold that's how they had they got awareness of like, for fans and stuff, and then, you know, like the... Oh, God, what were they? The Tales from the Crypt movies? Like, those were just oh, yeah. jam-packed with, like, heavy metal songs.
1: I think I own both of those soundtracks now that I think about it. Bordello of Bordello Blood. Bordello of Blood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Demon we just Knight.
1: met Billy and Lisa Zane. That's such a good movie. Underrated horror film. It
0: It is. It's it's one of those that's better than it should be. Where like, did you uh, mean Billy Zane?
1: Again, a horror festival. Like we yep. met him, like, um, at uh in, in Atlanta just a few few months ago. Yeah, okay. And um, see, I got to meet Lisa Zane. So while I appreciate Tales from the Crypt, I I really do uh, love. I mean, she was gorgeous as she ever was. Um, and Billy Zane was handsome as well. But um, like um, Lisa, my mom took me to go see um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Six. Freddie's Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, however you want to phrase it. Right. Uh, and so, like, Lisa Zane. And then I've watched other things that she's been in. And so she was just very nice, and <laughs> Billy was a little odd. Well, no, she was a little odd, but I felt like he was trying to keep her, quote-unquote, <laughs> on track. It's if, if that makes any sense. It's
0: always a crapshoot when you go to one of those conventions of what you're going to get from those celebrities.
1: But they were both very nice.
0: No, I'm, I, mean, I know, but, like, I, I have been to... Conventions with you on oh, multiple yeah. years where it's like this is the best fucking thing ever, and then the next year it's like this fucking sucks as far as like meeting people.
1: And you said Lou Gossett Jr. No, I had a problem with Lou Gossett, Lou Gossett Jr. didn't like the thing we were at, and so he left like after like after four hours. And so I never got like he was one of the people that I was, I was excited about meeting Iron Eagle. I was excited right. to to make an enemy mine and I made no friends with him.
0: <laughs> I mean and I I'm sure I told this on the show when it happened, but like, you know, one year we're meeting um Nick Castle and like like dream fulfilled of of ten year old Chris watching Last Starfighter. Um and then the next year it's um it's it's trying to go get um uh, what's his name? The guy that played Apollo Creed.
1: Yeah. Carl yeah, Weathers. Yeah. I know you Carl oh, Weathers. Yeah. And
0: like being told that anything that's more than a picture is three hundred dollars. And it's like <laughs> what the fuck, man? And him staring at me as as his handler is like, so you wanna have that signed? And like looking at him being like, No, I'm good, thanks. And like it's always that crapshoot of like, you know, yeah meeting Michael Bean and he's drunk and it's like okay th- well you know this is this is an interesting experience and then but that's well, but that same yeah. year walking around with this, the face hugger and everybody stopping me that was like a celebrity being like where did you buy that I, well i made it that well, was the same year yeah yeah i mean it's just one of those things it's like how does that happen but yeah. like yeah it it, it cons are different experience no no cons are just different in general that's all I yeah to say, sorry. i mean and i remember sitting there i think i think i was standing there with Kristen, and we were out in front mm-hmm. of uh matthew lillard's table and for some reason i had it in my head of like he's going to be one of those guys that this is just a money thing that he's gonna he's not going to be very personable um, but I watched him interact with his fans, and he like jumped out in front of the table, and he got down on his knees for the like the kids, and he was doing shaggy was just... voices. Matthew Lillard. Oh, Matthew Lillard, right? Right? Yeah, right. but like, like I was so in my head of like this dude's gonna be a douche that it was like, it was like an incredible experience just sitting there watching people like interact with him, and I was like, okay, like,
1: you, and, and Jimmy Kimmel kind of the same way. Yeah, Jamie Kennedy is kind of the same way. Well, you know, he's very... I think he's a lot is going on internally, if that makes any sense. Right. So it's not... If if you go on his YouTube channel, it's an odd crapshoot as well, (laughs) you know. He's an odd odd duck, especially to be so, like, external in his projects. Uh, But, you know, those are character choices, and we kind of have to come to terms with... The people that they're acting like, or the people that they're presenting like, may not be the actual people that they are no, internally. No, and and
0: totally, and but like I've also had experiences where um, John and I went to, I think it was like a fan fest or something in Lakeland. Was it Florida. WonderCon? No, it wasn't WonderCon. Oh, um, and I he was getting autographs from the Dukes of Hazard actors. And and I was just standing there minding my own business. And I was up against, there was like a, there was, uh, people signing to the right of me and people signing to the left of me. And there was like a exit door where I was kind of standing,
1: but I was my favorite 70s lyric, by the way. Nice. Um,
0: Mm -hmm. but I was standing up against this, this railing and I had got a tap on the shoulder and I turned and I looked and it's Butch Patrick from the Munsters. And he was like, (laughs) what are you doing? And I said, I'm just waiting for my friend. And he goes, he goes, Oh, okay. Did you want an autograph? No. And I shit you not. I went from who? And he goes Aww. from me. And I knew who he was. And I was like, no man, I'm good. And he looked so dejected. I was like, I can't stand here anymore. <laughs> and And like, I yeah, wasn't yeah. meaning it, but like, it was like the year that, um, oh God, why am I blanking on names today? Jesus Christ. Z- Zander, uh,
1: like, uh, are you talking about Xander? No. Brendan.
0: No, 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 no. Um, the guy, the guy that played Bishop in Aliens. Oh, Lance, Lance Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson. When I brought the, um, when I brought the face hugger to him and he was like, mm-hmm. his thing was like free picture at the table and so we were talking and he was asking me about it and he goes so you want to get a picture and i was like no and he looked at me and he goes really you don't want to get a picture of me and i said it's nothing against you i'm just not a picture dude and i would rather have this this conversation than a picture yeah yeah yeah. and he was like but he understood that oh okay you sure you don't want a picture and i was like really dude i'm fine so it's it's (laughs) you know it's a, it's always weird. It's uh, cons are always a weird thing. I
1: I, I think I, uh, I twisted your arm in order to uh, get the picture with um, uh, Last Starfighter man.
0: No, that was I was actually up for that one
1: because that was a fulfillment okay,
0: of like a bucket list thing.
1: Yeah, I cannot remember. I, I, you were I've never seen you at a loss for words or <laughs> for, for lack of a better term shy. Yeah. And I was like, come over here, meet him. I was like, well, no, I
0: have no such qualms. (laughs) So that wasn't that that wasn't the issue. The thing was that we wanted to show him the short film. Yeah. And I was was afraid to do it. And you were just like, come here. okay? yeah, let's just do it. And so, yeah, I mean, it worked out really well. It just, you know, it, it was me. It's one of it's one of like two times I've ever been like totally starstruck around people. And the mm-hmm. other one was George Lucas. I mean, I was, I was well, answering questions sense. directly from him and I could barely talk. And so it was like, why? well, because he was at the place where John and I used to work. Oh, yeah. and gotcha, gotcha. he, he was walking up with a guide, um, cause he was there with his family and he was asking about something that was backstage and I, I happened to be standing there and I knew what was going on. So they called me over. And said, "Mr. Lucas would like to ask you about this." And and so I'm standing a foot and a half from the man that changed my life, and like has created like this thing that I hold very dear to me. And like it, that and meeting Nick castle were the two times where I was ever like da 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 uh, ba ba. Yeah. But- yeah.
1: So like. <sighs> this this specific con that we went to um i am the same way that you are in a lot of ways like i'm like i just want to listen to everything right and I, I every single panel that i went to this time i made myself think of and ask a question okay so i was like i have the recordings of them talking i'm not going to to present them to anybody else they're just for my personal record just so in case i need to go back for reference whatnot uh, you know, I'm not there to report. Right. You know, like when Adam West and, and, uh, I, I remember reading on like ComicBook.com or something like that, where, you know, Adam West and, and, uh, uh Burt Ward, uh, announced the new animated Batman movie. And I'm like, I am not there for that. Um, I could be, you know, if anybody wants to hire me to do that, I'm more than happy. Uh, but, um, I, I was just trying to, I was trying to interact with these people. So I got like three or four questions in with, um, uh, Oh shit. See, we're both having this problem. I, <laughs> if anybody that you want to know who the hell they are and then just ask me, give me specific points of reference. Uh, he's the makeup guy, Tom Savini. Tom, there we okay, go. Yeah. I asked Tom Savini like three or four questions, two of which got, Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> I like, damn, thank you. You know, uh, Murray James. Um, he was, uh, uh, Murray, was it Murray, Murray James? Uh, James Murray. I'm sorry. Um, from from the Jokers? Jokers. Yeah. Yeah, he was there. Okay. Nicest guy. Now, it, it cost me seventy dollars for his book because I thought that I was getting a signed copy, uh, you know, of his book. For but the book cost thirty, and then his signature cost forty. He's
0: he's my least favorite of the Jokers to be
1: completely candid. He's a. <laughs> he's a no, I mean I'm not going to tell him that. Um, but, but I mean, if, if we start hanging out this may come up in general conversation. Okay. Uh, but he, he's the nicest guy and he's got a good head on his shoulders, but he writes a lot of horror books and I didn't even know that. Oh, so I, we went to his panel. I was not aware of that either. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And they're good. Okay. Which is not, not any more surprising. Because you know, I feel like one platform kind of, you know, he and his friends had a platform just like Johnny Knoxville and all that, and so even the least of them could write a book, and be like, oh, okay, well, you know. But I think the the good thing about James uh, James Murray is that he writes books that are good, um, and then um, at that point he has a platform in order to get them out there.
0: Right. No, I I I had no clue that he was an author.
1: Neither did I. Until yeah. But yeah, it was, it's, I, uh, we, we go to a lot of panels to listen to people talk and it was uh, who, Pinhead. Uh, who's Pinhead?
0: Oh, do
1: you remember off top?
0: No, I don't.
1: Anyway, he, he was there. Um, and the thing about Pinhead, uh, uh Uh, hold on. What, what's his name? I'm Doug find, Bradley. I can't call him Pinhead over and over and over again. Doug Bradley, because he was very kind. Doug Bradley, thank you. Um, uh, Doug Bradley was so well versed in his um, talking to the audience. He knows his Pinhead films, like all the ones that he's been in, like line for line, practically. So when he was talking to these people, that he knew would want to talk about one, his relationship with with um, with Dude who wrote who wrote clive wrote barker Penhead. clive barker thank you cheese <laughs> again we would be this conversation would be terrible if only one of us were talking um clive uh, they want to talk about his relationship with clive barker and his relationship with pinhead you right. know anything outside of that he's more than happy to address but he knew that's what people were there for that's the bread and butter and so yep. he was he, he was he was on point spot on the entire time he he knew every single line in that film and if people had questions about like general general philosophy in those films he would answer it to the best of his capabilities he's like i'm not going to answer those that question because i don't think it needs to be answered so on and so forth he, he, an absolute gentleman and and, and and genius as far as as far as i'm concerned he was quite 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 good and then kristen went like kristen was kind enough when i was poor a couple years ago to buy me a picture with doug bradley uh, and then we actually got a picture with Doug Bradley as well.
0: I was that was that I went to that con with you guys.
1: Yeah. Well, the, this last one he was there again.
0: Oh okay. And uh, even, I mean that even, sounds even better. That sounds much better than the Edward Furlong panel, where all he talked about was like they'd ask him a question about a movie, and he'd talk about the girl that he banged there, and it was like, Yeah, okay, was... dude, calm down. You're not anybody anymore. <laughs>
1: Hey, everybody's somebody, Chris. Everybody's got a mama.
0: <laughs> well, he's a dick, so he can suck it.
1: What? 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 Why was he a dick? I can't remember now.
0: So I brought i i three D printed the Terminator arm. Yeah, and brought it over to him, and I guess he felt that I was there to get him to sign something so that I could go resell it. And he, like, I I I had made a box for it. I had made this, this per, protection box that I was walking around with. And I, I gently picked it up, and he, like, snatched it out of my hand, and I went, ah! And, like, he didn't really look at me the entire time I was interacting with him. And I had explained that, like, it was supposed to be him and Robert Patrick signed on the back of this this section and I said so yeah. you know feel free make it as big as you want or whatever and he made the smallest signature I've ever seen on the back of this hand and like handed it back to me and like didn't even acknowledge my presence and I was like fuck you dude Jeez.
1: so we we went and saw that just reminds me of, of this specific thing because we, we met God. Uh, one of the Dukes of Hazard, not Tom Wopat, the other guy. Uh...
0: Oh. Um, yeah, uh, Snyder.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Snyder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not Tom Snyder or Rob Snyder. Those are different Snyders. Um, but we, we, we met him at the fir- first or second one we went to. And I remember, like, seeing this girl in this tight latex blue dress, which stands out at a horror convention, if you've never been to one. John Snyder. Yeah, go ahead. John Snyder. Thank you, yeah. And so I was like checking out this girl because, you know, she was obviously there to be, you know, uh, looked at in this specific instance. And uh, I was, I did not pay attention uh, to who she was with because she was with Corey Feldman. Okay. Is that right? Corey Feldman is the one alive? Yes. He's, yeah. Okay. Um, So, and I was like, oh, there's Corey Feldman. <laughs> I was checking out this girl. And the same thing kind of, I, I say, this reminded me of your story, and uh, because we went and saw The un, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nick Cage. Recommended, yeah. by the way. It is a fantastic meta-as-shit film. Um, but Kristen and I were in Las Vegas for, like, the fourth time. And so there was a girl, tight black dress, I'm like, that girl is sexy, so we have to walk this way. And then they turned around, and it was Nicolas Cage with his soon-to-be wife. Okay, and I'm like, oh, he's very tall. He's much taller than you would expect. <laughs> and then I'm like, and shit, we forgot something, so we have to turn around. So I'm like, I hope Nick Cage, who has just turned around and seen us specifically, does not think that we're walking after him in this hotel. Because I'm very happy if he wants to interact. You know. Because, again, everything, you know, I'm sure he, he and, and she are both wonderful ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but I was like, please don't think that I'm stalking you, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I am not. Not today, at least. So, but. After that,
0: he was leaving yeah. Las Vegas.
1: He was, yeah, I don't, you know, I think it was, just, he was on a sunny moon, actually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you stalk Nicolas Cage. And, well,
1: what does that have to do with John Schneider? John Snyder was just the person that I like. We John Snyder is one of the first people that I remember meeting at a con through like an elevator escalator situation. Like, oh, okay. We've been on... Jamie Kennedy was on the elevator with us, if you remember. Oh, yeah, I remember um, that. Nichelle Nichols. I don't think you were on the elevator with her. Mm. Um, so Chris, Kristen's boyfriend, um, he was, was with us. This was his first convention. And so... Um, I cannot remember who the hell was on the elevator. Like uh, there were a few people, and and so he was like, "Oh, we'll wait till the next elevator." I'm like, "Get on that elevator, get on that elevator, get on the elevator." He's like, "Oh, okay, all right, fine." So he got on the elevator, and I think he was with like um, uh, one of the guys who played Jason Voorhees or whatever else. Okay. And he ended up having a conversation with him, not knowing who the hell he was. <laughs> and I, mean, I was like, "Those are the those are the fun times."
0: Yeah, those are the, that's the way to do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, those are the moments that you're going to that are going to kind of be vacuum sealed in your head. Yeah. So.
0: So the, you know. the Nicolas Cage film was good?
1: Oh, so good. <laughs> like, if if you like Nicolas Cage, it, it, it is making fun of himself at the same time that he is actually, like, recognizing what he does and doesn't do. Like, you know, they, they mention face-off, they mention... Um, I'm trying to block the wind, but I don't know if I um, can. Um, face off, uh, con air, yeah, all all those kind of different things. The the entire premise is from the previews is that he is being paid a million dollars in order to go to this guy's party. Okay, you know for a weekend, and uh, things take some wild and hairy turns. Um, you know he he um. I don't want to spoil it because the the movie explains itself. Okay. Like the movie is like, Oh, what if it's about this? And the movie has been about that for the last 20 minutes. And they're like, Oh, but what, you know, everybody's looking at that movie, but what if the movie was to become this? And then it becomes that movie. Gotcha. Okay. It's a commentary about the industry. It's a commentary about like uh, what happens within its own self. It's very interesting. And it makes perfect sense why it was made. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Oh yeah. And if you haven't done that the uh so, something uh do so, we talk about that something somewhere everywhere at once? Yeah. Yep. You mentioned yeah, we, that. Yep.
0: Do you see the new can, Jurassic World trailer? Yeah.
1: Are are you excited about that? Are, are you excited about that cuz I want to hide some of my excitement if you're not that excited. About it. <laughs> you <laughs>
0: can be excited about something I'm not excited about. I know,
1: but it's just. I thought the last Jurassic
0: World movie was not very good.
1: Yeah, I like the it's first a Jurassic one. World, Jurassic
0: Park movie. I I like the first one. I thought the first one was a very nice homage to the first, like the first set of films, um, going back to the island and seeing all that stuff. I thought the second mm-hmm. one was was weirdly tied up in the cloned girl subplot in the mansion Mm -hmm. and I was like okay that's that's a little weird and that's not really a Jurassic Park movie or Jurassic World movie but whatever and I'm excited to see the old cast back on screen in those roles Mm -hmm. and I am not a huge Chris Pratt fan so you know you got to take him with with the movie so other than that I mean I, I like the ideas of of dinosaurs like roaming the country and like people that having to like run in fear and stuff. I, I like the concept. Um, I just mm-hmm.
1: hope it's a good movie. The movie looked batshit crazy. I'm so excited about it with the feathered swimming dinosaurs. And then like, like I, I don't love the entire, like I, I'm happy with it because of what it's produced, but I don't love the entire, oh, we're geneticists that are going to basically create bigger, better, meaner dinosaurs constantly. Right. Um, I don't... That, that over the three movies has just been kind of like, okay, cool, cool, cool. cool, cool. Um, but again, it's a means to an end because, I mean, if you look at the, the first three films, it's like, oh, we opened this park, and so therefore we created these dinosaurs. And that's the only point in those first three films. Right. So like, we've got to get save the dinosaurs at this point we've got to basically save the person off the original island with all the you know it's like okay cool cool cool. you know um so i don't know what that other plot is for the first three or the second three films but um yeah i'm I'm, every time i'm there for it like it's it's like pirates of the caribbean it does not matter if that film is as bad as it could be as long as it's vaguely watchable because I love the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie so much. I love Jurassic Park so much. I just don't care even Uh, so I'm not the audience.
0: Even on Stranger (laughs) Tides, you like
1: that? That no, I didn't like any of them after the first one. I didn't like any of them after the first one, but I would go to see 15 more. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say,
0: I like the first three. The first three work as a, as a group and they no, tell the story don't. and then they were like well I mean at least it, there's a through line to most of it yeah
1: yeah yeah <clears throat> but like I, I, li- I, li- I like the fifth one pretty well is there a fifth one really which the, one was w- that one with Harvey where it was like cursed pirates again at least, at least it was like disconnected from the shit that was the first with the, the second third and fourth one wait but I was it's at least happy that it was
0: but it's not because Orlando Bloom and, and what's her name are in it 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 was
1: disconnected enough, because it's like Jurassic. It's like this Jurassic World Dominion or Jurassic, yeah Jurassic World Dominion. It's like you're bringing in the new characters. Don't give a shit if it has anything to do with John Hammond or anything else. Just give me that shit. It is a drug. It is a drug. Because there they're, I am not on board for everything make, being made. Like if there is never another Back to the Future uh, movie made perfectly fine with that because it is a perfect trilogy. Yeah,
0: there shouldn't be. Don't that they, they should don't, never don't, touch that.
1: No, and and I'm 100% on board with that. Like um uh but there are just some movies where I'm like, yeah, please get, daddy needs more drugs. Um and those are those movies. <laughs> so does it, um, does, it F- of does it sad yeah, you fast the furious is Does it
0: sadden you when when Johnny Depp says that he will no, never work for Disney again? So that there is no chance of another pirates?
1: No, well, yeah, 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 because you know, I, I, I watched. Okay, I am the weirdo who watched all of the movies before Pirates of the Caribbean, so I am a fan of. And God, Chris, don't laugh at me too hard. I liked the first Country Bears movie.
0: Oh Jesus! Oh,
1: yeah, because there are moments. You you can say what you want about that movie, but the music, the original music in that movie that, that is actually the country bears is wonderful. Um and Christopher Walken is really good in that movie. But the movie's terrible, I understand. So um so when you still, say you
0: saw the movies, you watched all the movies that were based on theme park rides?
1: Yes. Yes. On all those IPs. So like when people are like People ignored Country Bears. People kind of paid attention, but really disliked Convention, which I'm 100% okay with, because that movie didn't make a damn bit of sense. Um, but, like, when Pirates came out, everybody's like, it's going to be shit. I'm like, it's going to be watchable. It's going to be... Watch- <laughs> like, like it or not, those movies are relatively watchable. Well... You know, even even uh, uh, Steve Gutenberg and The Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror.
0: I mean, I can tell you, I was in Florida, working at a company that was heavily involved Um, when -hmm. pirates came out and everybody that I knew that worked at Disney, was like, this is going to be shit.
1: Everybody said that
0: everybody was like, even with the trailers, they were like dead pirates walking underwater. Like that's never going to be a thing. Like how could, could everybody be? And then I want to say, I went with a group of friends out of like morbid curiosity of what this could actually be and when they when they introduce Jack Sparrow and he's on the top of the mast and the ship is sinking as he comes into the port and he steps off it suddenly was like this is a movie that's not going to take itself very seriously and it looks fucking amazing and from then on everybody was in it and and like people were for, for weeks were like I can't believe that that's a good movie and I mean
1: I, I am not one of those people that's like oh I like that band before everybody likes that band Um but there are a few times In history where I was like I feel like I'm on the right side of it Pirates of the Caribbean Is one because I stuck out all these Shitty films <laughs> get to that one good one Um, um I, I'm not talking about like oh I watched Them when they came out on D-. no I, I watched Them in the movie theaters Um what was the other one Like Scream before Scream hit really really Big right um I'm like, okay, I want to see this movie. You know, nobody else wanted to see it. And it scared the shit out of me. Uh, the Ring was like, I'm like, oh, this is about a uh, haunted, um, haunted videotape. Cool. Sounds great. Let's, we're all in. So apparently, and, and I am not on board. Oh, sorry about that. I am not on board with Gore Verbinski. I do not like Gore Verbinski as a director. Okay. Um, you know, but I have enjoyed his films, generally speaking, except for the shit that came after like the cure for wellness it was, it was shit. Um, but I liked the Mexican. Okay. Even though he got tired in the middle of that film, uh, I, I enjoyed parts of, but did not like the movie overall. Um, I remember hating it actually. Originally Lone Ranger was pretty terrible. Was oh that was Lone a where Binsky wasn't it? Was, yes. Oh yes it was. Yeah. I think there's one other one before that that had an eyeball? Am I crazy? I don't remember. But But before before what? Like, before uh, The Ring.
0: The Mexican Mouse Hunt? Or was
1: The Mexican the first one?
0: Mouse Hunt looks like it was his first directing gig.
1: Mouse Hunt. I love that movie. (laughs) That movie is stupid good. So, Mouse Hunt was... If you remember when DreamWorks came out, um, DreamWorks' first film was The Peacemaker with, wasn't it, Nicole Kidman and George Clooney? George Clooney, yep. And then, like, their first kids movie was, uh, that. yeah, that movie is slept on. Mouse Hunt is an excellent film. It is Nathan Lane and the guy from There's Something About Mary. Lee Evans. uh, Get a house, and this mouse just... Lee, Lee Evans is talented as shit, man, because um, uh, he's funny as, as hell. And he's a Brit, I think. So funny, that dude. And that movie was slept on, uh, Mouse Hunt.
0: Another Christopher Walken
1: movie. 1999. Yeah, yeah, he was great in that movie, too. <laughs> Christopher Walken, you say, he is the John Malkovich of Christopher Walken films um, because, like, the rundown. Highly underappreciated rock film. Yes, I like. Um, I like because he's rundown. got the best. He's got the yes. I love that stupid movie. Uh, he's got the best line. Like he's like. So why did you come here? You know to tell me. He's like. Well, I learned that you don't go one when, when you're invited into another man's house. You don't go to the refrigerator. And Christopher Walken comes back with ha, refrigerator. <laughs> the best. <laughs> the best. There was a. <laughs> There was
0: a um oh who's who's the the other guy that's in that William uh, the Rock oh yeah
1: yeah 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 uh,
0: the the three name guy Sean william Scott well, Sean william Scott he was on he did an interview and was Dawson yeah uh, he did an interview where they were they were questioning about Christopher Walken on the set of Rundown and he said that like Christopher Walken was just sitting by himself one day and he walked up to him and said what's the matter. And he said, Today's my birthday and nobody knows. Birthday. And I yeah. want I want some cake. And so they were so he was like, Well I love tell somebody and like they'll get you a cake. And so then I, like they go and they get him a cake and people are singing, but it's not actually his birthday. He just wanted cake. Yeah. And yeah. it's like and he what does
1: it <laughs> Yeah, he tells everybody that's his birthday. He does that shit all the <sighs> fucking time.
0: I'm sure somebody I think can he go did get the same him thing cake. to Kevin Pollock Oh really?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it did the same exact thing to Kevin Pollak. Oh man, I like I like movies a lot, Chris. Oh, I know god, you do. I like oh, I love weird shit, man. Like, <laughs> oh my god, uh, was it? Who was it? Was it Christopher Walken in Suicide Kings? Hang on, I'll look. What, it was like Jay Moore. Uh, Oh God! These are all like God late '90s films. Were weird and cool. Uh, Okay, so it's Christopher Walken, Jay Moore, uh, the the kid from uh, Big Bang Theory, even Uh, though he's older than that. Hang on. on. I'll
0: I'll read you the cast list. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Christopher Walken, Dennis Leary, yeah, Sean Patrick Flannery, Mm -hmm.
1: uh,
0: Henry Thomas, Jay Moore, Jeremy Sisto. And Johnny yep. Galecki
1: Johnny John Galecki Yeah, Jonathan Galecki I, 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 So That movie, I think I can't remember specifically why I think, I okay, so I watched That movie based on a friend's Recommendation, and then I think I decided To be like, okay, if I like a movie I'm just going to watch everything By that director if I like that movie enough um, Swingers For me was, you know uh, A big breakup movie Okay. And have you seen Swingers? Yes. Oh, okay. Money. Yeah. So when yeah, – yeah, exactly. Uh, when Doug Lyman like, released uh, Go, which was an, another amazing film. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Go? No, I don't think I have. Uh, you, oh, you, put that on your list. It is its is primo 90s because uh, it's got a – I can't remember her name, but it's also got Kate, Katie – Shit, I'm, we're doing great with names today, man. Uh, yeah. Dawson's great Girl. Katie, Katie, uh, Katie Holmes. Ka- Ka- Katie Holmes, thank you. Uh, Jay Moore is in that shit. Um, uh, it's an early performance by... I'm not looking at any of this up, but just off the top of my head. Um, by the guy who played, like, the bad guy. He's the bad guy and everything. Damn it. Anyway, I'm just excited about that movie. If you haven't seen the movie, go. Watch it. If you haven't seen the movie, Suicide Kings watch them okay. if you haven't seen the movie um what's what's the other uh movie yeah mm. <laughs> these movies. the rundown watch the rundown all worth your time all worth your time walking tall not a good movie not a good remake <laughs> i will not recommend that rock movie so have you
0: i'm assuming then that you are a christopher walken fan
1: it seems it but no i mean i think that was just a spinoff off point yeah but yeah i mean i'm a deer hunter fan i like the. Uh, Like Deer Hunter, like uh, I I did not love The Prophecy, but I own them all.
0: Have Have you seen the uh, the show that he did um, called The Outlaws? It's on It's on Amazon, and it's uh, Steve. It's from Stephen Merchant. Okay, and it's about recently. Yeah, yeah, it's about Uh, six. It's 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 like seven strangers who have to do community service. And yeah, and Christopher Walken is one of them and it takes place in Bristol, UK. Um, okay. It's it's super interesting and like funny and like it goes in a direction that you're not expecting like a Stephen Merchant TV show to go. And mm-hmm. like I highly recommend it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And I think there's only like it, six it, of it, them.
1: That and the Hunters. Yeah, there. generally like I. Um, it's just too serious then. Um, th- there's a TV show that I would not recommend to you, but generally speaking, if you like good romantic comedies, like real romantic comedies, um, Starstruck on HBO Max. Okay. Have you seen? No. That it's it's by Rose. I'm gonna butcher her name. I don't wanna make out with her face. Um, she's so damn talented. Uh, Rose Mustafao. Like yeah shitballs she isn't uh, she's a kiwi from new zealand okay um rose Montefeo. Uh, Montefeo. Yeah. yeah she is and her stand up on hbo is wonderful it's called horndog okay um she she is brilliant and wonderful wrecked was by had uh like a lot of ties to tie, Taika Waititi. uh wellington pd uh-huh uh which is a new zealand tv show uh so Wellington TV is actually a spinoff of what we do in the Shadows, the the movie, not the TV show.
0: Okay, and is that connected to Wellington Paranormal? Because that's another Paranormal. One. Yeah, that's what that's, that's what that's, that's, that's what. I mean. okay.
1: I'm yeah, well, well, it's the same show. I'm sorry, have okay. you watched that one yet?
0: I've I've seen episodes. HBO Max only has like one season or something.
1: I thought they had the first three.
0: I don't know, because uh, I was going to watch it, and I watched a couple of
1: them, and then I never went back. It's not for everybody. But it's it's good. It's top notch if you like um if you if you like that type of if you like flight of the concords. And and you like the second season of Flight of the Concord specifically. Did you watch um, did you then, watch
0: uh Our Flag Means Death?
1: I haven't watched it yet. I it's, haven't got to it. That's really good too. I mean, I'm a gigantic fan of Dude and that, the main dude, Steve Bonnet.
0: Okay. I was gonna no, say listen, Taika, exactly, Taika
1: going. No, no, I'm a huge fan. Like I, who's not a fan of Taika. Taika's easy to like uh everybody's like, ooh, Taika Watiti, this guy came out of nowhere with what we do in the shadows. No, I was with that dude uh when he's the the, the will the the wild oh, fuck when he was in Green Lantern. Um, yes. I was a fan of Taika Waititi when he was in Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and that aggravates the shit out of me. That it took so many years to put Ryan Reynolds <laughs> and Taika Waititi in another film. Uh, Reese Darby is who I'm talking you about. You don't,
0: but you don't think that that Taika plays the same character in almost everything he does. He's
1: one of those who guys. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Uh, yeah, but you is, do you do you like the band cake? Do you like the band cake? No. Okay, cool. There's people like myself who like the band cake. If you like one cake song, then you like every single cake song because that's the only cake song. Yeah, but you There's don't like want to see a little song. range. I don't need range. What do you <laughs> need range for? You... Like, uh, 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 yeah, no range, range, no range, no. Who the fuck needs range?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, I like to see actors in like like be different people
1: sometimes. I mean, well, let's be honest. I mean, Ryan, he... Ryan Ryan, Reynolds is another one. Absolutely. He he has, he absolutely has the range, but he's making money now using that. Okay, fair enough. Making a shit ton of money. So, you know, that he can make, you know, the Adam projects or, you know, I mean, the Rock. Yeah. I mean, like you watch Ballers, he has, dude has range. Because if you watch Young Rock, excellent series, and you watched Ballers, Not a really excellent series, I think. Um, it's different, but it's still pretty much The Rock in the middle. Yeah, uh, but himself. then you know, there's not, Jungle Cruise. Jungle it Cruise is terrible. Fine. Nothing was wrong with that movie.
0: For a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, it was great. But for being a fucking Jungle Cruise movie, it was terrible.
1: Chris, did we learn nothing? That's why I like that damn movie it's just pirates of the caribbean <laughs> even even my i i guess
0: she was 11 when we were watching it we're st- we're sitting there and we got to the part with the cursed pirates married young by the and way and she tur- young, yes though. thank you she turned around she turns <laughs> to me and goes daddy
1: same uh, thing why
0: why is this like pirates and i was like you've it's got a- me it's
1: a beat for beat remake of Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm like, not even like, not even kidding. But did you have fun while we were watching or No, no I, I, okay. I
0: thought, I thought some of the chemistry between, not even between the rock and what's her name. It was, it was, um, yeah, 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 it was her and her brother that I thought had really good chemistry. And then like the rest of it was the rock being the rock. And it was like, okay, uh, sure. I mean, and it's so stupid. And, <sighs> I like Jesse Plemons. I like a lot of what Jesse Plemons does. I love Jesse Plemons. But somebody should have been like, not that accent, man.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it's really that movie specifically require. And I know we've talked about that movie before, uh, but that movie, like a lot of movies, honestly, just requires you to sit back and not think about it and sometimes you need those films i think there are a few too many of those films and i think that movie costing 200 million dollars was ridiculous
0: we're gonna get paul giamatti and he's gonna be in it for a minute and a half
1: and you're like what? So, but why so good so good in that movie but why because did he get a break from billions and being genius on that show i i don't know man that's a dude with range but that's of what course. range will get you that's what range will get you
0: yeah, 30 seconds did in you, a film
1: <laughs> well you look at Oh god I watched this terrible shit movie uh, The Survivalist yesterday Because I've got a list of like I don't know if you know that I have really really long movie lists
0: Yes and I'm sure the audience um, knows
1: that too and I'm God they're so stupid long um, But I watched a movie called The Survivalist It's on Showtime Plus Sh- Sh- Showtime computer I don't know what the hell it's on uh, <laughs> It's on Showtime online Okay. probably is on your TV, but how, how many of your audience have TV anymore? Um, it is terrible. It's about basically, like, Julian Sands is in this d- damn movie, dude. The Warlock? The, the Warlock himself wow. was in this movie, which I don't think people give enough credit that they had the Warlock and the Master oath on Lost. Huh. Um, okay. You remember the, the yeah I can't remember the dude's name from Wishmaster. He's a pretty cool actor too. Um But what did do? Do you watch a lot of low budget films at all? Like have Somewhat. you seen any of Bruce Willis's last twenty films? I tried to watch. You should. I,
0: have. I mean he makes he makes so fucking many of them. He was a colonel and they came to get him because there were aliens or something. And I made it through about Apex. 10 minutes, and I was like, nope.
1: I think you're watching Apex or Fortress.
0: It wasn't. Um, which, wasn't Fortress the one with um, Highlander?
1: Chad Michael Murray. No. No, Chad Michael Murray was in Fortress. Uh, and Apex was uh, M- Madonna. Um, Michael Madonna, I think is his name. I the don't, guy with the prettiest eyes in the world. Uh, Neil, Ma- Neil McDonough. Neil yeah, Neil yeah. McDonough. So I, you know who I'm talking I about. I knew too. exactly who um, you're talking about. Yeah, he, he's 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 great in everything that he does. Even though everything he does is everything around him is crap.
0: Yeah, I mean he's um, one of those guys that should have been way bigger than he, it turned out for him. Yeah,
1: yeah. Screw anybody who's not casting that dude in like everything. His his price point should be a point where like, well, we have to hire him for this because obviously he's worth this. Um so so wait. for some reason Chun-Li the Street Fighter movie that was he was good in that but he was terrible.
0: I listened to a podcast with him and he he was basically saying he's he's very outspoken about his religion. He is somebody who has made a decision as an actor that he will not have <laughs> a romantic scene with an actress because he feels that that's disrespectful for his, to his wife. And I completely that's respect fair. him for for that. But apparently yeah. that sent shockwaves through Hollywood where they were like, well, fuck him then. And it took him a That's long dumb. time to get back to where, um, I think it was the CW superhero shows that cast him as Legend Damian dark, Mar- where they were like, th- like Neil McDonough is a name and he's willing to do a TV show. Um, and so like you know but but for some reason that 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 rubbed people the wrong way and it was like that's fucking stupid like as as an outspoken atheist I'm like I don't care what you believe and if you have right. morals around that that's fine and that shouldn't fucking yeah. stop you from working just because your views don't match anybody else's I mean
1: what the fuck right. man well like I, I when when we optioned that movie I, I put in the contract that you can't use it, and there's can be no cut of the film that uses the word gd just because it pissed my mom if not, you know god um, um cuz i don't think god cares but whatever mom does um and so like but i don't give a shit you know if you want to put that in your film i don't as long as you're as long as you're not bringing that to the table you right. know i want to watch mission impossible 6 and 7 and 8 right you even know, though I, I don't care that he's crazy. As, as long as he's not hurting other people right or, or handmade, yeah, geez, that <laughs> was kind of nuts, yeah. I mean, apparently, Leo's shit was, was, so, uh, so I don't almost. remember
0: how we got on Neil McDonough, but um,
1: oh, Neil McDonough, okay, so he was in this movie, he was in this movie with uh, Bruce Willis, right? It was, yeah, um, so what they do in these low budget films are they want somebody to put on the cover art, so what they largely do is. There's no action around those people, generally speaking, not unlike the survivalist with uh, Julian Sands, um, J- John Reese, John Reese Darby. I can't, the guy that played Elvis years and years ago He's also on match point, I think. And then um, and uh, John Malkovich. We're, we're all in these movies. OK. And Gina Lee green from uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. If she would like to call me, we can go get lunch. I'm perfectly happy with it because um, she seems very nice and she's, she's nice um, but um, but yeah so th- the people like Gently Green the people like Chad Michael Murray they're doing all of the action sequences except for maybe like one small one close to the end that is probably a shootout or something like that where it's still standing around talking and most of the other times it's like the sequences with J- John Rhys Darby or whatever his name was and, and Julian Sands we're all done in flashback and they're all just sitting there talking. So it's like five minutes of talking with Bruce Willis and in, in Apex, and it's five minutes of Chad Michael Murray talking to Bruce Willis in Fortress, and it's 10 minutes of, you know, that's all they do is they basically have these scenes where they, there's no motion mm. to those sequences, even though it is an action, science fiction, yada, yada, yada movie.
0: It was not Apex so they pay them, that I saw. Okay. It Which was one? Cosmic Sin.
1: That's even worse that is one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my entire life that was i got and it through about seen... the
0: first 5 minutes and i was like yeah i i can't cuz i like frank grillo it is awful i i like frank grillo i like
1: I, he's fun in a bunch of stuff but yeah i've always liked like unfortunately there was a movie that i wanted to like it's with he and mel gibson game over or whatever it was or oh boss last life or boss boss fight boss fight
0: yeah i watched that on a whim and i was like i'm like totally intrigued about this now it's that weird like groundhog day thing i i did i thought i thought it even though it was like the groundhog video game thing i i still liked parts of it
1: well the guy who who ended up taking uh part of our money uh, once he did not option our film any longer, uh, uh, he he actually was one of the producers on that film, but I think his name was taken off oh. because of his criminal entanglements. Oh. so so fuck that guy. <laughs> um, but but uh, yeah. If anybody wants to make a a, a low budget uh, '80s meta horror film that's set in modern day, you know, set in modern, but it really has its roots. Uh, please call me. Uh. uh it, or email us, um, because I need money to make that movie. Um, it's a lot of fun. It can be shot in Myrtle beach. Um, (laughs) but, um, yeah, they're they're rarely good. I mean, every once in a while you'll find like a look and it, it doesn't matter cross genre, uh, comedies the low budget comedies low budget horror films the movies that don't really have any heart to them they're just they have a friend who has money and they will use that money in order to make their film generally not good
0: oh I mean I worked I worked with a guy that would shoot films um, he he became friends with Warwick Davis oh, um, and he made a bunch of he made a couple of films with Warwick like at his house that he sold to Netflix at some point point. Huh. and like it was it just had all the gear and was like you know at that point netflix was buying everything that they could um i wonder if that's still happening well i mean you well i don't know <laughs> before before a couple of weeks ago I i think it was but now who knows
1: oh my god like they canceled space force dude
0: i know i like space force
1: i like space force
0: it wasn't, and it finally found its footing. I, I don't think it was great, but it was good enough. Like, it, it, it did make me laugh.
1: The first season wasn't great, but the second season was pretty great, actually, I think. I think it found its footing. And it, the, the thing that was missing from it, I think it was, it started from a place of uh, uh, enmity uh, and, and, and kind of dislike. And you rarely can do that and do it well because um, anytime like it was it was born out of this hatred of Trump um, and that is not an, an idea in and of itself and so when they're like oh Trump made this stupid joke about Space Force and now he's starting Space Force and Space Force is happening now um, that didn't really fly but once they figured out the heart of those characters and figured out why they were doing everything that they were doing then I think the second season was real real good yeah I have another drink. It just magically appeared on my deck. Wow, that's cool. On my deck, Chris. It's a deck. <laughs> on your deck. Jesus, <laughs> right. I didn't know Warwick Davis was that young.
0: I mean, he was like seven when he did Return of the Jedi.
1: He, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah. No, he was he was like
1: 12. When he did was it? I mean, he's yeah, only, it was three.
0: Wow. He, he was born in 70, so he's only three years older than me. Or four years old. He know. and John.
1: He and my brother John are the same age.
0: Man, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. I mean the the interactions brother, that I've had with him. Brother John. Yes, and Warwick Davis. Um, the the oh, okay. interactions I've had with Warwick have been like just the, most the cordial dude, like so appreciative of everything, and like understands why he is where he is, and you know.
1: Are you? Excited about the new Willow series.
0: I am. I I true. I love the first Willow. I, well, the only Willow. Um, I love that movie as a kid, <laughs> and so the fact that they're bringing it back now, um, it's a little sad that like, you know, Val Kilmer yeah. can't be in it as Mad Martigan, and, um, yeah. but I totally loved the thing that they did where they introduced the cast with Warwick. Um, Did you see that? Where they all outside I at did a picnic not. table? And, oh, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I did see that. And yeah. He's
0: walking around, and like the dude that was in Spider-Man, he's like, you look familiar. What have you done, like short films or independent films and stuff? And the dude's like, yeah, something like that. And then he walks up to the chick that was Enfys Nest in Solo, and he's yeah. like, I don't know you at all. And she's like, we did a movie together. We did Solo together. And he was like, yeah, that's the one I haven't seen. <laughs> and I was like, that... <laughs> I can appreciate that humor and like, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, I think that Disney plus is the place to do it. I think, you know, instead of a two hour movie, yeah. they can stretch their legs and tell a story and like, you know, actually give people a willow TV show that they're going to want.
1: It, 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 it hurts my heart that it's two things. Erin Kellyman. Wasn't she in, um, wasn't she in uh, well Falcon and Winter Soldier as well?
0: Yes, she was. She was the main protagonist.
1: She's she's talented as hell. Oh yeah, she's girl. good. Uh, and she was great. And Green Knight, she was really great as well. Okay. Um, but um, if you haven't seen Green Knight, you need to watch that. Okay. And and don't be tired. It is it is a it's a thinker. <laughs> okay. You got to sit there for two hours and the, it. Okay, let me put it like this: Have you watched an A twenty four film before? Yeah. It's not the most A24 film, but it is definitely an A24 film. Gotcha. Um, uh, what was the last? Oh, uh, Brooke and I watched X in the movie theater. Um, so, uh, shit, where was that? Okay. Mm, oh, Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight is not here. And it's got the shortest. Um, I don't think this will come out by the time Moon Knight hits. Uh, but Moon Knight has the shortest. Finale of any of the Disney shows And I feel like it's got the most to wrap up
0: What do you mean it's got the shortest Finale
1: It is 42 minutes long It's the shortest finale by like 5 minutes But there's still a whole nother episode to go Right but that last episode Is going to be 42 minutes
0: Oh okay I mean it definitely has a lot to wrap up It definitely is at the end of this at the end of this week's episode i was like how is there only one more episode like we're not even set up to like for a final confrontation with anybody no
1: so yeah it scares me it's because like i liked loki i i I thought that the only the only tv show outside of what if because what if is is not the same thing I, i feel like it um all of the films haven't really, all of the tv shows haven't stuck the landing um i think the closest one was probably of the live action is um hawkeye
0: i can i can see that damn i love that show man i mean but i, think, I love hawkeye i think that loki Loki was designed for more than one season and it was designed to usher in the multiverse. And I think it did a decent job of like we're going to wrap this up, but we're going to leave you wanting more and you're going to get more. It's just you're going to have to wait a couple of years.
1: I, I I, would agree. And disagree, and I'm sure you've talked about it on the show and I'm sorry for bringing this up. No, it's fine. But I think that what happened with that show specifically was it had all of these great ideas. I don't really give a shit If you don't wrap everything up in that season, but it still needs to feel like a closing to that specific plot line. And I feel like they spent a good portion of the last one, maybe two episodes, setting up a whole bunch of other shit in the Marvel Universe rather than a whole bunch of other shit in that TV show specifically.
0: But that's what Loki was designed for. Loki was designed for that setup where because COVID had fucked up the schedules, everything was like out of order and like they had to do some like finagling in order to make it all kind of fit. But like Loki was meant to usher in that stuff and like Wanda Wanda was meant to one Wanda, WandaVision was meant to set up like Doctor Strange and like all that kind of stuff
1: which is fine but it did it well it closed its own story arc while building out another story arc Loki did not do that well okay I, again I, I liked all of it you know i'm 100% on board like i don't think there's a there's i, I like the Eternals i know that's probably not a popular opinion i feel like it was it was a beautiful it is It could be one of the most beautiful Marvel films out there. It was so Um, boring, though. You know, I get it. Um, I'm not saying that I encourage people to watch that one. Black Widow felt a little bit like... And this is on my third watch of that one. Black Widow felt a little bit like Thor um, Dark World and its failure (laughs) to to do what it was trying to do. Um, Because it didn't set up anything that I really gave a shit about. Uh, I mean, I'm very interested to see Hammer or Sword or whatever the hell they come up with, or uh, what's the Dark Dark Avengers, what are they called? Um,
0: Oh, um,
1: um, Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. 100% on board for Thunderbolts. I'm 100% on board with Young Avengers, but I don't think it set up anything very well. It didn't even tell its story very well. And that's what I'm kind of miserable about, I really don't give a shit if you're not really telling a fantastic different story like Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi, however you pronounce it. I apologize for mispronouncing that. Um, Shang-Chi, I think, did a pretty swell job of like its third act failed a little bit like most Marvel films, but I'm 100 percent on board with watching four more of those. Okay. but I don't think Black Widow really did did justice with the history of that character. I feel it really, it gave a whole lot of new information, but go ahead.
0: I feel like Black Widow was made because somewhere they promised to make a standalone Black Widow movie before they decided to kill her off. And I think Scarlet had it written in her contract somewhere. And so they were like, okay, we're going to have to do this.
1: I don't have a problem with that.
0: I, I don't, I, I I really don't. But don't it's hard to with it's hard to set something up when you've seen what comes after that. Is it
1: Tell that to Indiana Jones 4 and 5. Because the Young Indiana Jones chronicles show that he's just an old man on an airplane. <laughs> okay. Sure. I don't I don't I don't think it is. I think like as long as you care about that character, like like
0: but nobody cares but no, about her.
1: Well, I I don't think a lot of people cared about Hawkeye, but they made a damn good show out of that. Well, did you like that show? I did. Or did you? Are you gonna? Okay, good. I always liked Hawkeye. I
0: I don't think people gave Hawkeye enough credit. Um, That's true. As one of the Avengers, and I I think I think Jeremy Renner being in the headspace of like I don't want to be fifty and in tights and running around with a bow. Worked perfectly into that show of like Hawkeye trying to retire, and I think super that
1: excited about West West Coast Avengers. Uh,
0: I don't know, man. I'm I'm real West close. I'm w- real close to like superhero burnout.
1: I get that. I'm not, but like as long as everything brings something new to the table, um, it, it is an uphill battle with Endgame after endgame
0: uh, and I think they've done well I think like they've upped it several times I think like this the, the um, no way home was was a great like wrap up to yeah. the three spider-man films and basically like hey we're not going to show you getting him being bit by the spider but we're gonna do three movies where it's his origin story and it's like wow okay only Marvel could do that and yeah. I just don't know. Like, I can see uh, multi multiverse of madness being cool, but I don't know how you top that.
1: I could see it being an absolute train wreck.
0: Yeah, but I have I don't f- think it will
1: be. And I have, even if it is, I'll
0: probably love it. I have faith in Kevin Feige in order to pull that shit together. But I don't see how you top you have that. Have faith later. in
1: him for the last three films. So. Well,
0: I mean, he did give us the Eternals and that wasn't wonderful.
1: Yeah. Well, I think they tried to, well, neither was black widow. Um, um, one, I mean, one out of three, honestly, that's still better odds than DC for Christ's sake. Um, I think, uh, Zack Snyder army come after me, bro. Um, please don't. I, I'm so sorry. I, I still enjoyed his cut. Um, what the hell was that? I don't think you need to make an Avengers level event every single time. But I do think that you need to make whatever film you're trying to make. And I think they made a better Black Widow movie. And I don't think it's the problem with the character. I don't. Um, they made a better Black Widow movie in Winter Soldier. Because right. Winter Soldier is an espionage film. Right. Ant Man is a bank heist. Whatever the hell that film is just make the best version of that film. But when your when when your message overshadows your story and your character, and that message isn't really even well done, then you get Black Widow. If your message is secondary to your characters, you end up with Wally. <laughs> um, because Wally, Jesus, that's an excellent movie. That could, is that Pixar's best film.
0: I think so. I mean, it's my favorite Pixar film.
1: I think it is mine too. Um, But yeah, I I just don't think I I don't need a a multiverse of madness every single time. And I feel that's where I think we're gonna get tired is if you are not making these smaller films. I don't need like a home run every single time; just a nice base hit is cool. I think Love and And Thunder. And I feel like Shang-Chi was a nice double. I think I think
0: Love and Thunder will be a good barometer of that. Because you have a a high level Avenger on an adventure, and if it if they can keep it kind of subdued and like not saving the universe, I think it'll be fine.
1: Say what you will. I'm apparently trying to share him I'm so sorry. Say what you will. Yeah, I'm worried because if you keep it smallish. You end up with uh Thor Ragnarok, which in its third act could explode. And but like story wise, it was relatively tiny for the first two acts because it's the Hulk interacting with Thor, interacting right. with Valkyrie. Great. Um Love and Thunder has Guardians of the Galaxy and the God Killer and Olympus and 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 and, and. Yeah. No, I understand. And are you playing with with that sandbox, like Guardians of the Galaxy 1, or are you kind of over utilizing certain things like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where right. I felt like there are parts in that movie that really didn't need, like the whole, you know, blue shit on the Dairy Queen or whatever the hell that was. <laughs> but I, I just need a, a Quantum Mania, uh, you know, um, not a Quantum Mania, Ant uh, Man Wasp. Right. Know, I need. If you're gonna just, I just need the next step up from that. I don't need it to be civil, like, Civil War was the third one, and there's a good reason for that, right? And it works. So, <laughs> I just don't know if we're gonna get another Doctor Strange movie, and I'm curious to know if we get another Illuminati. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, me too. Did you read that in the books as well? A long time ago, yeah. I remember like reading it and I'm like, ooh, why is Peter Parker so mad at Dr. Strange and Black Bolt and Professor X and Tony Stark and Mr. Fantastic? And I'm hoping to see all those because I want to see them so badly. I want to see them so badly. (laughs) 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 But Sam Raimi, you know, say what you will, it's directed by Sam Raimi. So you've got Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, but you also have Spider Man Three.
0: Yeah, but Spider Man Three, I feel, was was a product of meddling.
1: Yeah, no, I feel that. You know, he I'm
0: just hoping he he put in um, Venom because he was told to, and it shows. It it shows like he didn't care. He. Venom was not the character that Venom's supposed to be, and so like it, it was just terrible. And but like he gave a Spider-Man too, and like you know
1: that's one of the best G- ones. Yeah, it. I think Superman seventy-eight, Batman eighty-nine, Spider-Man two, X-Men two. Uh, you may not agree with me on that, but I feel like those are the outside of like the modern day you know because i i think like the marvel universe the mcu is different than everything that kind of came before
0: no absolutely um iron man absolutely and i would agree with that I mean, but, I mean i mean x x2 is probably like it's up against the other two movies it's definitely the best of that trilogy because X yeah. Men. They were trying to find their feet, and, and X Three. They had so many problems, and it wasn't uh, Brian Singer, uh, and it was like all this other shit going on. Hey, let's kill Cyclops off screen,
1: like, like just just send him off. Yeah, just, just he's not away. around,
0: man. He's not around. He's visiting not his around. mom. You I don't know. have to
1: kill him. You you're, you're not Joss Whedon. Stop trying to be Joss Whedon. Because okay. even Joss Whedon does at this point in his career does not want to be Joss Whedon.
0: Everybody should stop being Joss Whedon at this point,
1: except for Marty Knox, and she's pretty awesome. Okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm curious to see these movies, especially since we lost John Watts on Fantastic Four.
0: Yeah, I know, but like. Marvel's Marvel's pretty good at finding directors, so I I don't really have, uh, and and most I've heard a lot of their directors say that they don't they direct the films, but they don't really get to edit them. That's Kevin Feige in the editing bay, you know, like. Well, I mean, James Gunn
1: directed his shit, and you know, it still felt like James Gunn.
0: Right, and and um. And Taika Waititi feels like Taika Waititi, like yeah, yeah like yeah, Ragnarok yeah. felt like Taika. So I don't know if they're if they're lightening up on those, but like when you have Kenneth well, the Russo Branagh, brothers, and like yeah, yeah, like you totally like fist them into like it's got to be like
1: this. You're like okay, whatever. It's see, I watched a lot of Kenneth Branagh films, and it did feel like Kenneth Branagh, even though like it felt. Kenneth Branagh through the Marvel prism, right. you know, it still feels like, um, uh, every uh, that's, I think, what a good director does is they can still have their voice through this prism. And like you have, you know, a lot of uh, the Russo brothers, what they did with, with all of that stuff, it's still like if you watch community, it still felt very, very much like the Russo brothers.
0: So can then you, um, if, if you've watched God, a lot so of Kenneth Branagh, can you explain Death on the Nile to me?
1: No, nobody should be able. To. I, you know, I don't understand the special effects in that film. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know, was money, time, disease, or what caused the specific. Like, I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I still like that movie a lot. But uh, did, so did you like the movie, or didn't like the visuals on the movie? Um, were the visuals so distracting that you? I
0: didn't. I didn't really like any. I'm not a huge Gal Gadot fan, so. They keep trying to make her yeah. happen, and I'm like, okay, whatever.
1: Unless she's falling out of a car, and Fast and the Furious 7, you don't want a part of it? No, not really. Did, you didn't see Fast and the Furious 7? Yes, I saw, I've seen them all. We talked about this last week. I guess, based on our conversation. Oh, okay. I, mean, well, I can't remember everything we talk about all the time. You should. We have a, a public record of, you remember it because you had to edit it.
0: I don't listen to it back. I don't, I don't like, like take out pauses and shit. I, I slap the beginning and the end on it and out it goes. Whatever it is, it is. You definitely
1: don't have to, you, you definitely don't have to, uh, listen to pauses because I hate pauses. I'm just talking all the time and I apologize about that to our <laughs> listeners. And by our listeners, I mean your listeners. All, all 10 of them. Hey. You have thousands of, li- do you have, have any listeners? Do you have now? An I don't know. Can you I say
0: that? I haven't looked in a long time. Seriously? It's, it's not what it was. No, I mean, we do this, we, get- we do this because John and I like talking to each other and I like talking to you. So when he's not here. <laughs> so you say that John wouldn't like talking to me. Well, no, you guys have never met, so I don't know. <laughs> but like, like there's that thing of like, um, we do it so that we can talk to each other, and I'm doing it with you because I don't get to hang out with you very often. So, yeah, like, th- this is fine. I don't, I, it doesn't matter to me how many people are listening. I mean, at one time it did, but yeah. it doesn't yeah. anymore. I mean, this, we're putting it out there. If people listen, it's well, great. If not, oh well.
1: It's, it's not like you have sponsorships or anything like that. No,
0: that no, either. no, we don't do, we don't do commercials. We don't do any of that shit. Do people write emails anymore to you?
1: Sometimes, yeah. Do you have a Twitter page? Do they tell you how much they hate me? I'm so sorry. And I'm really listening. Um, I worry about that because I don't want to offend anybody. Like, You're I mean, I don't mind saying things that people disagree with because I, I don't agree with everybody, but I'm more than happy to listen to everybody. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want like people, I don't want to aggravate. I don't want to anger people You're in, a, in a smart way, not stupid people way. You're not. Relax. Because there are people that are, you know. A lot of people got really angry over everything Zack Snyder.
0: I mean, look, it doesn't matter because you're my friend and you're doing this for me and I like mm-hmm. talking to you. And so whatever, if if people don't want to listen, then people aren't going to listen. Uh, it doesn't matter to me.
1: Oh well, it God. matters to me because I want to... Yeah, what? It matters to me because... I feel like, we're, I know that you don't feel this way, but I feel like what you and John do is uh, important because, you know, people, there are a lot of people out there with, without anybody. And so, you know, if people can kind of share in this communal thing in a healthy way, then I feel that that's important, you know, because they should have, people should be able to if they don't have someone to talk to about their interests, they should be able to listen to somebody with their similar interests. Well, no, and, and I get know, that. Hopefully, it's a healthy discourse between you and John. Yeah, it can be. I don't know, huh? It can be. It's yeah, it's yeah. a
0: lot of recommending shit to each other.
1: Yeah. Um, do you do you uh, what culture do you watch them on YouTube at all?
0: Mm, I watch Trek culture, which is part of that.
1: Yeah. Right. So Jules Gill. Have you seen him on there? Mm, I don't think he's been on the Trek one. Okay. He, he does a lot on the main channel and on the horror page. You know, and what's really nice is that he's like, um, uh, what he does, you know, he'll go through things. And even when he's feigning anger, you know, through, uh, um, whenever he's feigning anger, and he always at the end, he goes, I just want everybody to know that they're important and things like that. And, <laughs> you know, if you need to talk, reach out. You know, we'll talk to you about this kind of thing. And that's kind of what I feel like everything should be. There's so much negativity out in the world that hopefully somebody finds our babbling on my babbling on for two hours, not you, because <laughs> you're intelligent, um, you know, find some comfort and some fun in what we're doing. Yeah. Well, that's why we do it.
0: Well, I know, I know you said you could go up to five 30 and we're getting there. So
1: yeah, yeah, I got you. I'm not worried. I don't think anybody wants to hear me talk anymore. Until next week, hopefully. Till next week. <laughs> Till next week, yeah. We'll, we'll talk for another. So, I'm, yeah, sure. Let's do that. I'll, I'll miss sushi, but we can we can all you can eat friendship, which sounds much weirder than I was hoping.
0: Go ahead, explain your way out of that one. I'll, I'll wait. Oh,
1: I. I've not had enough to I have had either too much or not enough to drink or both actually uh, you're just sitting back you're literally sitting back don't do that
0: don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting you dig the hole I'm gonna
1: have hey, I, I had a I, I paid a hooker to do that once I'm so sorry
0: did you just make yourself laugh to the point where it came out your nose
1: um, no, I just laughed into my drink okay. and then got all over my glasses. But yeah, it's a, it was my stupidity that caused that. <laughs> all right, I have a college education, just for the record.
0: Sure, <sighs> sure.
1: I'm going to grad school soon. Oh my god!
0: All right. Well, on that weird right. note, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll end the podcast. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. And Brandon. <laughs> Have a good week. <laughs>